Sounds like you need a little goat array. Hey. 103.3 The Goat. Ah. The greatest sports talk of all time. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Afternoon sports chat. Less than two hours until the weekend. And it'll be a good weekend, it is. Uh, it is uh, Ross Jackson of uh, Locked on Saints. He hops on. Uh, Ross, long time. How you been? Thanks for hopping on. Doing great, buddy. Thanks so much as always for having me on, man. Glad to be here to chop it up with you. I appreciate it. All right, so bad news kind of the story of the day in the state. Trey Turner is lost for the season. Is that a big deal or just disappointing because he was going to add depth to the squad? Maybe. In fact. I think it's yeah, I think it's disappointing because he was going to add depth to the squad for sure. Um, and not only depth, but depth. I mean, you know, they have players, they have bodies that can go in there, but they have a lot of young guys behind their kind of, you know, their, their starting five and then their one kind of veteran backup right now in uh, James Hurst, Trey Turner kind of added experience. He was a five-time pro bowler getting him back in new Orleans where he went to high school was a great story, but he really did have a value to this team. So it'll be interesting to see how they go about it. Um, you know, he's out for the season now. So will they go and f- try to find another veteran to plug that hole? Or are they going to mostly focus on what's in house? Uh, I think there's a good chance to go outside of the facility, mm. but it's not like there's a lot of options left at this point. All right, as camp started, how many starting spots were available? I think it's less than a handful. Yeah, I don't think it's that many mm-hmm. uh, at all. I think I'm right with you around that number. I don't think it's very many. Um, you know, this team is it's pretty solid in terms of their, their starters. I think for the most part, what you're trying to do is kind of recapture and rebuild the depth that they lost back in 2020 when the salary cap dipped. They've kind of been steadily building that up year after year. And so I think that was a big thing that they were looking to do. And they've done it in some places. You can certainly look at tight end and running back as examples of that. Offensive line was in that conversation. Now they might have to pivot a little bit. Uh, there's still a couple of spots where, you know, Mickey Loomis himself told us during the uh, pre-training camp press conference that there's a couple of spots on the roster that he is, uh, you know, that he would love to add some veteran depth to some players with NFL experience, but nothing that he's, quote, losing sleep over. So uh, there weren't a lot of spots left to win, but there's still a lot of competition on this roster for, you know, how you fill out the rest of the 53-man roster. Did Mickey Loomis share what positions he'd like to add depth to, or was he keeping us in no. the dark? 
Yeah, he kept it. He kept it close to the chest. We did ask. We did ask, but uh, but I imagine. I mean, it's not hard to find out because later on that day, uh, a, a list of tryout players broke thanks to uh, Brick Kirchhofer, who shared it. And, uh, you know, it was several defensive tackles and several defensive ends. So hmm, I wonder uh, right. what those positions are uh, based on that list. Uh, what is your thoughts on Jimmy Graham? I didn't realize he was still playing football. Yeah, well, uh, you know, he, he, he was away from the game of football. Uh, I don't blame you. He was away from the game of football at all. I mean, for the uh, entirety of 2022. Mm. Um, Look, he had a successful 2020, caught eight uh, receiving touchdowns with the Chicago Bears, kind of as a red zone, you know, usage player. I think, believe he caught three the year after that in 2021, but didn't return to football last year. Uh, makes his return here to New Orleans. It sounded like from what Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis, head coach and general manager, respectively, were discussing during their pre-training, pre-training camp, camp pressers, was that... Um, uh, Jimmy Graham kind of made it evident that it was either New Orleans or nowhere else. So kind of Drew mm. Brees in that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they get him back at 36 years old. Nicky Loomis was pretty forthright in letting us know that he would have a specialized role in the offense if, if he makes the roster. And uh, I imagine that would be a, a red zone uh, threat for them because you're probably not going to target a 36-year-old Jimmy Graham 75 yards down the field, but you can sure target him on a first and goal from the seven sure. uh, in the back of the end zone. So I think that that would be his role. But look, all, all throughout training camp, he's on a one-year vet minimum deal. We'll see if he makes the uh, if he makes the cut by the time that the preseason is all wrapped up. Talking to Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints on a Fired Up Friday Afternoon Sports Chat 103.3 The Goat. Uh, all right, I, you know, I haven't heard anything, so maybe that's good news. How is Foster Moreau looking? Foster is looking great. Um, yeah, it is a good thing that you're not hearing anything. Yeah. You know, the last that we heard from him was a couple weeks before um, before training camp kicked off officially that you know he was in remission, which of course is not the end of any type of uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma or other type of uh, you know cancer uh, diagnosis. It's not done there. There's always the opportunity or the the chance of kind of recurrence. I think it's called. Um, so it'll be a lifelong battle for him. But, hey, going into 2023, he looks good. Um, he's clearly healthy. He's clearly happy. Uh, and it's it's great that he was able to. I mean, pretty phenomenal, actually, the way that that sort of offseason went for him, how quickly he went from Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis, trying out for his you know hometown team, to being out there on the field and uh, making plays on a daily basis in training camp. So one of the better stories this offseason, for sure. Talking to Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints, how has Derek Carr looked? He looks great. Um, you know, the, I think a big part of what this offense wants to be able to be is, is versatile and multiple. And so what we're seeing from Derek Carr is that he gets them in and out of the huddle quickly. He makes some adjustments, calls at the lines, things like that. So all that's moving very smoothly, very fluidly. But one of the things that I love is that Derek Carr is not just out there playing, you know, with guys that are the first team. It's not just him and starters only. They're rotating some of the second, third team receivers he's working with every tight end he's working with every running back he's working with a litany of offensive linemen and i think that that's an important thing for Derek carr a because this team has an injury bug that it hasn't been able to shake for the past couple of years past handful of years or so that you want to see get better here in 2023 but obviously as is evidenced by the trey turner um you know injury that's not a given that that's just going to be better and all of a sudden go away here in 2023 so the more players he has experience with 
the lesser of a learning curve there is if there is an injury or if somebody just needs to get off the field and tie a shoe or get their helmet put back on, whatever right, it might be. Right. The other thing is that this offense, particularly when it comes to its skill position players, is really versatile. You have a lot of players that can operate in the slot, on the outside, in line, out of the backfield, all these different things. So him being able to work with all of these players in all of these different spots, I think, helps you uh, kind of start to build up the versatility of this offense and how to be productive with it with the starting quarterback. Uh, any word down there that they're getting a sense of when the NFL is going to hand down, if any, punishment on Alvin Kamara? No, and I can promise you this. They're not asking. <laughs> they're not checking. Uh, you know, I think that the, the NFL's got a lot going on right now with all the gambling suspensions that just won't seem to stop, which is kind of a, a problem they've created for themselves that they now have to manage. The Washington commanders in the sale, and thank goodness uh, Dan Snyder's finally out of the league. There's all these kind of other things that are going on. So, you know, we'll see what happens if they ever turn their attention to Alvin Kamara at any point before the season. Uh, but we've seen it, you know, kind of both ways. And when we asked Mickey Loomis about it, he mentioned the same is that, you know, they've had it so that they've gotten, you know, a few weeks advance notice before the season began. They've also had it, I believe maybe he was referencing the Deontay a hardy suspension a couple of years ago to where maybe they learned about eight days before the suspension mm. actually happened later on in the season. So we'll have to see exactly how this all, uh, this timeline actually pans out, but you know, hopefully for the saints, it's either that they get word before the season begins or it's an Ezekiel Elliott situation. And they spend an entire year doing their investigation. My goodness. We're talking with Ross Jackson from lockdown saints. How are the receivers looking? Uh, I, I'll highlight the big three here. Uh, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Rashid Shahid. All three look stunning throughout practice so far. Michael Thomas looks to be moving fluidly. He clearly trusts his body right now, which is a really good thing to see. There was a pass, I believe it was, uh, I want to say it was the first day of training camp in which Derek Carr hooked up with Michael Thomas as Michael Thomas was crossing the middle of the field. And Thomas was kind of moving towards the sideline, but then he took that left foot, stuck it in the ground, immediately got upfield and picked up a big chunk of yardage after that. But what I saw in that is not just, oh, look, Michael Thomas picked up a bunch of yards. It was that he fearlessly stuck his foot in the ground, pivoted upfield, and got going. And I think that that just shows a little bit of trust in the body. A lot of times these NFL players recovering from the injury physically is one thing, but recovering from the from the mental side of the injury is usually a different timeline. And it seems that uh, MT has done a good job being able to move on from that. Even early last year when we saw him in training camp or early on in training camp last year, when we saw him, you could still see that there was maybe a little bit of hesitation there. Nothing like that going on here uh, when it comes to him and, and, and Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid, they're maturing so much even just for second-year wide receivers, you're watching the route running, you know, settle in. You're seeing good hands. Chris Olave came away with a fantastic contested catch, which we've now seen three times, including mini camps, OTAs, stuff like that. Um, on the left sideline, completely blanketed in coverage by Alante Taylor. It was, a good, it was good, solid coverage from Alante Taylor. But Chris Olave was just able to out-muscle and, and, and win that battle. And that was a big focus for Olave, was bulking up a bit. He's playing about seven pounds up from his playing weight last year, he told us yesterday. So he's probably hovering around 194. I know that his off-season goal was 195, so he's right there. And that's clearly paying off for him on the field. I do want to talk to you about how are the Saints dealing with the gambling issue? Because it seems like everybody else is being a bunch of knuckleheads, all right? I get the idea that they can't obviously bet on the NFL. We appreciate that, whether they're betting on their team or on other teams, we understand that. But the whole rule is ridiculous on, you know, you can't bet on other sports if you're in the team hotel on the road. So really ridiculous. But those are the rules. How are the Saints doing this? Because you would think 
after Calvin Ridley was busted, everyone would understand the rules. But no, people still keep on getting busted, especially guys with the Lions. How are the Saints handling this? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do it all at Harris. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. But, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe it's just that the team has, uh, you know, put forth some extra resources to make sure that the, the players do understand these rules. Uh, I think after a certain point, the, the players seeing it, they have to be able to make adjustments and kind of learn from other players' mistakes. But at the same time, when you start to see kind of this rash of suspensions across the NFL, it also kind of comes down to the organizations for making everything very clear to their players just as a means of protecting them the same way that you work on their weight, their diet, their their regimen, their workouts, their rehab, all those other things. Like that's something you can put your hands in as, as an organization. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see that, the, you know, to hear something about the New Orleans Saints having uh, done something about that. I, I haven't specifically asked any questions about the gambling suspensions. Uh, or how they're handling gambling information. Uh, but that, that'll certainly be something worth asking the next time that we get sure. to Allen tomorrow. But, um, but yeah, I imagine that they, they do a pretty good job of making sure that the players are understanding what is and is not um, viable under that gambling policy. I don't know if it needs to be a daily reminder, although some NFL players are proving that maybe it should, but certainly a weekly reminder. <laughs> don't, you know, that would be like the same thing, you know, every Monday morning, whatever the case may be. Remember, don't do this. You can do this, but you can't do that. Seems Yeah, it's like the big spirit signs that hang above the tunnel that you slap when you're leaving out yes. the tunnel, but it says don't yeah. gamble. That's right. Don't bet. That's right. That's right. Uh, he is Ross Jackson, locked on Saints. Any concerns that you have heading into the season? I think the biggest thing for the New Orleans Saints right now is uh, health. I mean, that's going to sure. be the biggest thing to watch. And, you know, I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer or whatever. Like, there's always so many things to be excited about, unless you're maybe an Arizona Cardinals fan. Going <laughs> season here, every team's a Super Bowl champion, you know? Uh, but but I do think that, you know, health is something that you, you look at for this team and really put under a microscope, and, and you want to see them be able to kind of buck the trend of what's been going on uh, with injuries. You know, Trevor Penning missed a day yesterday, but that's it. That's that's good news. Ryan Ramchick, Cesar Ruiz, they weren't on the field today, but it was a previously scheduled absence for them. Good news. Trey Turner, unfortunate news for sure, but that's really the only injury that we've seen thus far. So, we're, you know, and, and we're seeing them across the NFL as well. Everybody knows the Joe Burrow story, the Jalen Ramsey story, all this other stuff. It's happening everywhere. Uh, but, you know, you want to see the Saints finally be able to kind of come out on the other side of, of a training camp with, with their full uh, litany of players, their, their, their full complement of players. And, and I think beyond that, it's just figuring out the best possible depth, depth, depth scenarios that you can build just in case you do run into those injuries. You don't need, you know, it's unrealistic. You're going to have starter quality players from one to 53 on your roster, but man, you want as many of them as you can get. That's for certain. And I think that the Saints uh, started off on the right foot there. We'll see how they continue to build on that. Wrapping things up with Ross Jackson. All right. So one, one of us is connected to the Sun Belt a little bit more than the other. How has uh, ODU's Nick Salivari looked? He had a calf issue in the spring. Uh, has he been practicing so far in camp? Yeah, he has been practicing. He's mostly, I think I've mostly caught him doing third team reps, but I've, I've seen him in some second team reps. So, you know, it's, it's all about kind of getting acclimated. You know, I used to work in theater. I've worked with some, you know, fantastic people all the way from guys like Dulé Hill and uh, 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 Brian Cranston to, to talented musical theater actors like Adina Menzel. And every single one of them, the one thing I can say across the board is that they were not all that great the third rehearsal of a brand new thing that they're learning. And that is the same thing as it goes for these uh, these NFL players is that they're, they're three practices in. And this is entirely brand new to Nick Saldaveri making the leap from college to the NFL. So he's holding his own. He's climbing up sort of the, the, you know, the, the rep sheet and all, but, uh, but he's not fully there yet. He's got a lot to continue to build upon, but you know, he's got the talent for sure to be able to get there. What's coming up on Locked on Saints? 
whole lot of getting you ready for training camp. We're doing two shows every day that the Saints are practicing. If they're out there, we're up here. Uh, and we're making sure that you've got everything that you need. So morning episodes, getting you ready for the day, uh, looking ahead to what we should be expecting. And then the evening shows are recapping what we just saw effectively. So just making sure that uh, everybody's getting access to, you know, whatever it is that they're looking for on their favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, every single Monday through Friday and then some. You're making me look bad. <laughs> hey, look, it's, part of, it's, it's all part of it. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you do it once. You got to keep doing it. You know what I mean? And no, so I'm, I'm, no, I'm keep, no, <laughs> no. You can just do it up. once. You can just do it once. It's feasible. All right. You well, may- hey, look, you you do the show. You do the show once a day, but then you're also on radio for hours and hours. Three now. hours. So, that's right. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's way, that's way, that's like you doing my show that I'm doing twice. You're doing it, what, six, seven times a day? Totally fine. We're, we're, right. you're, you're beyond me, my friend. But I don't get bird dogs for doing the radio show. Just saying. <laughs> well, that's, that's a, that, that might be a conversation <laughs> with the goat then. He is, uh, he is Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. Appreciate the time, my friend. We'll talk with you soon. Always fun. Always a pleasure, buddy. Appreciate you. Take care. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. All right. Let's take a timeout. Go on. Go on. Leave me breathless. All right. Tim Haggerty. Coming up next, baseball announcer's got a book out, Tales from the Dugout. Back after this on a Fired Up Friday afternoon sports chat, 1033. The Goat. Goat, then they're full of sheep. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Get in zone, AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And, I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying when they really can't speak. (laughs) She says her gums have been bleeding. (laughs) Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. You can try New Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore. (laughs) Yep, New Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore is professionally designed to start healing gums from day one. (laughs) Right. Healthy gums, healthy mouth. Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore. Smile, Crest has you covered. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashona now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. 
One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veterans guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the sheep sleeps tonight. It just isn't the same without the lion. Join the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance today. Visit sdzwa.org. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. Are you gonna take me home tonight? Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you gonna let it all hang out, fat bottom girls. You make the rockin' world go round. Words to live by. Dave Schultz, back on a part of Friday afternoon sports chat. Uh, we've got, let's see here, Luke Creasy, beat writer for Marshall, Thundering Herd. We had a chance to talk to him at some about media days. We got Kurt Signetti, JMU head coach. We have, who else is coming up today? Uh, we will talk a little UFC uh, with Brendan Tobin. But right now we got uh, my buddy. We got Tim Haggerty. Uh, he's uh, got a new book out. Tales from the Dugout, 1001, humorous, inspirational, and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball. Uh, Tim, great. Thanks for hopping on a Fired Up Friday afternoon sports chat. I am the one, right? I'm the, uh, I'm the 1001 humorous story. Yes. And uh, As I should be. you joke, Dave, but, uh, but you are in the book. It's a, it's a two sentence story. I'll read it to your audience. <laughs> it's titled Name, Name Recognition. The High A California League's High Desert Mavericks had two broadcasters named Dave Schultz in 1993. One was the lead voice, and the other filled in on some road games. Like, I love that story. A team with two broadcasters with the same name. Well, I wasn't really the broadcaster, and I filled in on like three ball games. Uh, Chuck Valencius actually beat me to the punch. Although I will, if you if when when you know you do the second paperback version of this, I was already hired by the High Desert Mavericks, but the GM called me because she got the resumes uh, screwed up, and she offered me the broadcasting job. I just should have said yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad I phrased it as some road games. I That's didn't know right. it was as few as three, but. Um... Okay. I mean, we're still considering it fairly accurate in the book, it, it right? It is accurate. You are correct. You are not incorrect. <laughs> Although the other Dave Schultz is MIA. I cannot find the other Dave Schultz. I have searched for a decade, and I don't know where uh, he went to. All right. How did you uh, you come about the book? Yeah, in addition to broadcasting games, I've always loved baseball history and baseball research. And in 2012, I was researching something else, and I came across this story in a newspaper archive from 1888. And a Texas League game got delayed when a wild bull ran on the field. And it just showed me how many crazy stories there are from baseball history and from the present day that a lot of sports fans don't know about. So I spent 10 years looking for stories like that. Uh, did you say a wild bull? A wild bull, yes. Uh, the fans were shrieking. The bull is kicking up dust. It knocked down the outfield fence. I wasn't able to confirm who owned this bull, 
Uh, but understandably, that game was canceled. <laughs> right. Anybody get hurt? Luckily, no. No. All right. Uh, we're talking with uh, Tim Haggerty. All right. So how long? You said you spent a decade writing this book? That's right. I didn't work on it every day for 10 years, but it was an ongoing document for 10 years. So I would interview scouts, managers, players. I'd look through newspaper archives, baseball digest archives. I made a research trip to the Baseball Hall of Fame library in Cooperstown, which oh. was great. So it was a really fun project. And there's some illustrations in the book as well. Uh, all right. So give us some of the, the humorous stories that you uh, that you researched. Well, there's some fun ones from Louisiana. Uh, in 1909, the Class A New Orleans Pelicans had this mascot, Henry the Chimpanzee. But this was not a big fuzzy mascot like we're used to today. This was a live chimp. Oh. And it somehow busted free from its cage and ran around the field. So there has been a professional baseball monkey delay in Louisiana. Outstanding. And I did not realize that the baseball team had the original name Pelicans, which is the current, obviously, uh, basketball team. Right. Uh, name. So really interesting there. Now, uh, you're doing El Paso. Are they the Chihuahuas? Yeah, that's right. My full-time job is the broadcaster for the El Paso Chihuahuas, okay. the Padres AAA team. I, I, that just hit me. So back in the day, uh, when you should have included me uh, in the book, we were in the, uh, El Paso was in the Texas League. They were single A. How how, how has that how has the AAA version changed? It's been great. Uh, this is the tenth year of the new stadium in downtown El Paso. Mm. The previous one was on the east side of the town. Um, it's a stunning ballpark. We still get some comments that some people consider it the best in all of the minor leagues. Really, and it's jumping. It's the place to be. I mean, on uh, even on weeknights, there's five, 6,000 people here. So it's a great environment. People listen to the games closely. Really a great community. Uh, everyone that comes to El Paso always says it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. It is, it is a lot bigger. I've been there a couple of times. Are they still doing the marketing stuff that they used to do? No, and back then, there's a few stories in the book uh, regarding Jim Paul, the previous owner in El Paso, and the yes. wild things that he would do. Uh, his public address announcer, Paul Strelzen, would act like a fan on the mic. He'd yell at the umpire on the microphone. The public address announcer in El Paso in the old Texas League got thrown out of games. The PA announcer got ejected. That's awesome. Um, you know, and you'll like this, that some of the stories in my book are about some wild ejections. Like in 2002, there was a brownie troop mom in New Jersey that got so upset at a call that she actually ran on the field mm. and confronted the umpire. And she got ejected and arrested, a brownie troop mom. Do we have any Bill, Bill Valentine stories in the book? Bill Valentine, the longtime um, Arkansas Travelers yes. general manager. Right. Um, yeah, there's some great stories from Little Rock. I'm trying to think. This one was before Bill Valentine, but okay. Hall of Famer Trish Speaker oh. um, was traded for a ballpark. The Boston Red Sox were hoping to find a new spring training home, and in 1908, Little Rock said, we'll let you use our spring training park if we can have your young player, Trish Speaker. <laughs> and they agreed to it. The speaker, uh, of course, went back to the majors and became one of the best hitters ever. So, obviously, the Texas League back in the day, a little bit widespread from Mississippi all the way to uh, El Paso. Um, Arkansas used to have a sleeper bus. They they would not fly. That's right. They would, they would drive all night long, uh, and uh, they would have guys getting in the beds. Did they have two buses, or was it just one? It was one, and you're right. They, they had the best sleeper bus going. 
Uh, some people might bring up the Michael Jordan bus. There's this rumor of Michael Jordan buying the Birmingham Barons a bus in 1994. It's not true. He did not buy the bus. They happened to have a new bus that year. It was nicknamed the Jordan Cruiser. It's one of those myths that has survived ever since. Uh, but by the way, you're very correct about the Texas League being so widespread. Uh, as many of your listeners probably know, there was a Texas League game uh, games in Shreveport for many years. Sure. And in uh, 1968, there was a vandal that during a game went to the Shreveport ballpark and locked the stadium gate from the outside. So for a while after the game, 1,200 fans were locked in the stadium and they couldn't leave. How did they get out? I think eventually some sort of locksmith was called and actually had to open up the gate to let people out, not to let them in. Interesting. I can give you another story. Salman Torres was a big-time Giants prospect, and the late, great Bill Robinson, uh, former Met, or former Pirate and, uh, and Mets, what, first base coach or something? Uh, he forgot to put the bullpen on uh, the uh, lineup card. So poor Salman mm. Torres stayed in the game a little bit too long for Salman Torres uh, and the, um, who are they? the Shreveport captains. I'm pulling these names out of my right. backside. I cannot believe I remember that. But, yes, um, he, had no tr- he didn't have anybody in the bullpen or the, the guys he wanted to bring in the bullpen were not on the lineup card. He could not bring them in. When he needed to be, you can. You, are you writing these down? I'm giving you some good stories. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is talk- amazing in baseball how the lineup card is just the official document. Uh, it, nothing can stray from that. It really is. It's kind of like I mean, we're going. You know, they don't have the fax machine. You think you'd be able to do something up to the date new with that, right? We're just right. going <laughs> to e- email it to you, and there's our lineup. But no, we're still back uh, and doing that with the lineup cards. Um, how, when did why did you stop at one thousand one? Why didn't we do like twelve hundred or fifteen hundred? Or are you just waiting to do another book, volume two? No, I really tried to have a high threshold for what made it into this book. So I do believe this is representative of most of the craziest one thousand one. And the reason I pinpointed that number is I had about eleven hundred stories when I realized, okay, what is my goal here? How is the publisher going to want to assemble it? And I glanced in my kitchen, and my wife had a book that said 1001 recipes, a cookbook. And I thought 1001, I like that. So I actually had to narrow things down. I put some on the cutting room floor. I had to merge some stories. For example, in 1907, there was an umpire arrested for using foul language on the field. And then in the 1930s, there was a player who got arrested for using foul language on the field. And by the way, not ejected, but arrested. (laughs) And so those two stories became one. That's how I got it down to 1001. I was going to say which was the one. Uh, who arrested them? How could they hear them? Well, in that time, um, when it came to swearing, especially in front of female fans, oh. you actually could be cited for that. You could be brought to a county jail for that. Got it. Um, so as far as how the police were contacted, that's a good question. But um, Probably on the field. Exactly, yeah. All right, he is Tim Haggerty. Uh, he's got the book out, uh, 1001 Tales from uh, the Dugout, uh, Humorous Stories. Let's see here, Tales from the Dugout, 1001 Humorous and Inspirational Wild Anecdotes from Minor League Baseball. You didn't put in, who's the voice? You didn't put Tim Grubbs' story in there, did you? <laughs> There's a couple of games that Tim Grubbs called that appear in the book. In fact, there's a story that he told me about 2005 Nashville had two players named Corey Hart, exact same spelling on the first and last name. Of course, one became a major league all-star, but one day Corey Hart pinch hit for Corey Hart. How great is that? 
Uh-huh. So Tim Grubbs is uh, recognized in the book for telling me that one. But nothing in the book about his fi- about the final game called in Tinker Field in Orlando. No, no, I saw you reference that one on social media, but I have no yes. idea what it's about. Yes. Are you allowed to talk about it on the radio? Well, he may or may not have left a little gift for Tinker Field Press Box when he decided that was going to be the last game. Just okay. I'm I'm feeling relieved that I did not pursue this. That story. would be a good. That would be a good word for it. Relief. <laughs> yes, that would be a good word for it. That would be the appropriate word for it. The gift that maybe uh, Tim Grubbs left in the press box at Tinker Field the last day, kind of. Uh, apropos for the accommodations uh, at the time. <laughs> it could there have been is a, a Tinker Field story in the book of, um, sorry, Dave, I'll make it fast. Uh, a Mobile outfielder um, jokingly pushed down a mascot, and this mascot claimed to have received a concussion, oh. threatened legal action. The Mobile player actually left the dugout in handcuffs and received an official document on Disney World letterhead because Tinker Field was within the property of Disney World. He was oh. banned from Disney World properties for pushing over a mascot. Oh, my God. All right. Wow. All right. That my, that was, that's much funnier than, well, actually, the, <laughs> the Tim Grubbs one would be funny. If it, would be, if it would be hilarious if it was 1,002. He is Tim Haggerty, the voice of the El Paso Chihuahuas. Tales from the Dugout can be found at Amazon. 1,001 humorous, inspirational, and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball. I appreciate it, my friend. Congratulations. Well, thank you, Dave. All right. We will be back with more. Let's see what we got here. We'll talk Marshall Thundering Herd. Had a chance to sit down with Luke at Sunbelt meeting. We'll hear what he says next. We still have JMU head coach Kurt Signetti coming up as well. Back after this, Dave Schultz on a part of Friday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 to go. Three, three, the goat app now. You've got mail and the very latest sports news now. Did he say what I think he said? 1033 the goat. Are you ready to smell better naked? I'm Dr. Shannon Klingman, the OBGYN creator of Lumi, the whole body deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor for 72 hours on pits, feet, privates, and beyond. It's pH optimized to safely and effectively control odor anywhere you have it, but wish you didn't. Plus, it's proven to work better than a shower with soap alone. Whether you shower twice a day or three times a week, Lumi works better. And did we mention it's aluminum-free? With over 200,000 five-star reviews, I'm so sure you're going to love it, or you can return it for free. There's a special offer for listeners. Use code 500 and get an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack that comes with a solid stick, cream tube, free product of your choice, and ships free with code 500. L-U-M-E-Deodorant.com, code 500 for an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack. Love it or return it for free. That's L-U-M-E-Deodorant.com, code 500. Do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. 
Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive. But not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Rage and Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237-7663. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Pardon us while we butt in with a little common sense. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Dave Schultz back on. Sports Chat, 103.3 The Goat. We'll do it a fired-up Friday afternoon sports chat. Still here at Sunbelt Media Days and using the interviews later on in the week when we get the chance to talk with some of the media covering uh, the media days. We're all powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, Division of Hub International. We're here with Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch. He is the beat writer that covers uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, did they exceed expectations last year? Weren't they picked third in the division? I mean, they had a really good season, and yet it was a little bit up and down because a shakeup on the offensive line, like right after a huge win. Yeah, you know, after Notre Dame, um, the offensive line coach left, and that created um, some issues for the next few weeks. Um, you know, specifically when you look at what happened at Bowling Green, a lot of sacks given up in that game. Um, obviously, you go from a huge win at Notre Dame and then an overtime loss at Bowling Green uh, to a school in the Mid-American Conference. And um, so, you know, and, and that created a, a little bit of uh, that roller coaster that you saw last year. Um, after a big start, 2-0, and um, I think they dropped the next two games, Bowling Green at Troy, before they finally got um, their wheels back under and finished 9-4. Uh, and four. No. Is that right? Yeah, 9-4. and four. Um, with, uh, with a win in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And, um, you know, won their last five and so that was a big turning point i think you saw kind of a lot of different things happen throughout the year the biggest obviously the quarterback change you started with henry columbia a transfer from texas tech who uh, was a five-year player coming in um was the presumed starter and then all of a sudden here comes cam fancher um who appeared in every single game last year um started the last six 
Um, yeah, and only lost one. And so, um, you know, when you look at that, I, I think there's a lot of people that probably, if you'd have told them all that would happen, they'd be happy with nine wins. I think anybody would be happy with nine wins at that point. Um, but they were picked third, and I think they finished third right behind James Madison and Coastal Carolina. So um, a, a lot to look forward to, I think, this year for the herd. Um, but, but they've got to, you know, re-up and relive up to that expectation because that defense was nasty last year. And, and that's hard to replicate, especially when you start changing defensive coordinators and, and personnel. All right, so the one game they, they lost that Cam Thatcher started was against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and that game turned on one play. So a lot of times, you know, it's a pass interference or a holding call that either, you know, allows a, a drive to continue. This one is probably more of a mental mistake because it was lining up over the center on a punt where the defense had stopped the Cajuns, and then the Cajuns got the ball back scored a touchdown and that was basically the end of the football game but Marshall did a good job of bouncing back from that loss because that's a brutal loss yeah and you know I think you know Charles Huff used this term herd beaters um or Marshall beaters and you know when you look at the course of you know those four losses there were a lot of those um a lot of mental mistakes and um you know that that cost them um you know even at Bowling Green you you look they go up 14-0 um, after running four offensive plays, they scored touchdowns on two of them. The third was a run inside the five-yard line, and the fourth, uh, or the sixth play was a fumble <laughs> that, that cost them, and, you know, and Bowling Green gets right back in the game. And so um, that's an example of a Marshall beater. And, and those, you know, showed up at different times. Um, it didn't always lose them the game. Um, but uh, sometimes it made it a little more interesting than it should have been. Um, I, I think the the game with the least amount of Marshall beaters, uh, quote-unquote, would have been um, Notre Dame. I think Huff said they had one, maybe two, in that game. Um, and they had, you know, set, he, he would keep a count of them. And so, you know, I think eliminating those mental mistakes is huge. And I think heading into year three, you know, everybody's kind of comfortable with how Charles Huff does things now. Um, and I think that will make a huge difference as far as, you know, being in position where you need to be. And, and the defense that Jason Seymour had is similar to that of Lance Gidry's. Um, kind of just relies on the skill of the uh, d- defenders um, to be in the right position. And so there's not a whole lot of technical um, that they have to relearn um, going from system to system. So I think that's going to be good. Um, but, uh, you know, y- you've got to play well in all three phases of the game to win. And a big mental mistake like that against the Cajuns when you had fought back into it. And, uh, you know, that's just demoralizing for a team. And But uh, to be able to respond after that and win five straight after that, um, was big for the team, and I think you know it's always better to end the season on a win versus a loss, and a win in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, it was Marshall's first uh, bowl win under Coach Huff, um, and first I think in three or four tries, and so that that was a big moment for them um, to kind of see that realized, and um, you know, and, and to finish the season on a high note. We're talking with Luke Creasy from the Herald Dispatch. He covers the Marshall uh, Thundering Herd. Let's talk about the quarterback competition. Usually. If there is one, you don't see the quarterback come to Sunbelt Media Days. In this case, Cam Fancher, a true sophomore, is here in New Orleans. Uh, a lot of people back in Huntington want Cole Pennington, right? That is a name of royalty there. It, you know, they all know his dad. They all grew up with his dad. I grew up with watching him. I uh, may have <clears throat> won a few bucks back in the day, back in the late 90s with him and Randy Moss going over all the time, uh, allegedly. All right, we'll just put that word in there. Um, 
and so it appears that Cam is the guy. And, you know, for a guy who went six and one as a starter, uh, he catch, seems to catch a lot of flack because it's not necessarily uh, the prettiest to watch him play, but he wins. Yeah, he does. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest thing for Cam um, is he wasn't the reason they lost games. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's kind of the first step to becoming – um, you know, a good quarterback. I mean, last year was his first year uh, as a starter in college. Um, you know, he had been a, a backup and entered the year as a backup, but saw action in every single game. Um, early on in the season, there was a particular area of the field each week that Huff liked him in. Um, and when they entered that area of the field, it was Cam's time. And, and Henry would come to the sidelines, and then Henry dealt with some injuries. And uh, that kind of Forced Cam to play a little bit more. Got his first start at James Madison in one of the ugliest college football games I've ever watched in my life. There were 42 punts in that game. Um, yeah, Fancher was in his first start, and then uh, Billy Atkins was in for Todd Santeo, who was dealing with a, uh, an injury he had suffered in practice earlier that week. So that that was, but you know they won. It was 26 to 12, I, I believe the final score was, and um, saw some flashes of of what Cam could be, and he just continued to build. I talked with Clint Trickett, uh, the offensive coordinator at Marshall, about you know just his progression. This was after the Myrtle Beach Bowl win, and um, he said, you know, usually when you talk about quarterbacks, you talk about year-to-year improvement. Um, Cam showed a lot of week-to-week improvement, and so I think entering this offseason, um, many thought that he would be the starter. Um, and, you know, then there's, there's some discussion about, you know, is – you know, is this guy ready? Is a Cole Pennington ready? Um, they brought in a transfer, TJ McMahon from Rice. You know, why do you bring in a transfer if you have a quarterback? Do you just need a quality backup? Is, you know, so th- there are a lot of questions surrounding that, but I think Cam did enough to win the job. Um, now he's got to continue to do that. I think through fall camp um, is going to be big for him to, to kind of go in and, and realize, you know, this is my job to win. Um, and I think that makes a difference. So, you know, his approach has to be the same. There's still got to be some improvement there. But I, but I think, um, you know, I, I think he's in a good position to, to go out there week one. A couple more minutes here with Lou Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch uh, at Sunbelt Media Days. Covers the Marshall Thundering Herd. All right, so Marshall picked fourth this year. All right, we're going all with the who. We won't get fooled again. So, JMU not picked sixth. They're picked first. But they're breaking in a new quarterback. App State breaking in a new quarterback. They're actually picked second. Coastal, new coach, same quarterback. The guy, not one, not two, but three Sunbelt Player of the Year awards, but he's got a new offense. Seems there's a little bit more continuity with Marshall. Are people discounting what's coming back with the Thundering Herd this year? Yeah, I I think I was a little surprised to see them at fourth. Um, You know, I could see I could see them as high as one or two. Um, you know, you can't I, go higher than one. Well, yeah. Well, it, that, that is also true. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I can see them in that top two group. Um, you know, I think they did enough last year to, um, you know, to prove that they can be in a lot of ball games. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, the, the, there's a mental mistake in the Louisiana game that cost them big. Um, they go down 21 nothing to Coastal Carolina um, in the first quarter on the first three offensive drives like that. And then, you know, came back and only lost by eight. Um, and so, you know, there are key moments to build on. And, and they, they were in a lot of those games. Um, fought back against Georgia State in the season finale. Um, you know, were a couple plays away from beating Troy um, in a game that was another, you know, game that wasn't the prettiest. I was, I think, 16 to 
nine was the final score, 16 to seven, something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, th- there are key moments to build on. And, and Marshall was probably a couple plays away from being a 10, 11 win team last year. And, um, you know, and you change a couple of those conference outcomes and then they're playing for a Sunbelt title. So I, I think they've got that foundation to build on. Um, but there's a lot of unknowns with, with Coastal and App. Um, and, and JMU, of course, can't, you know, play in the Sunbelt title game this year um, as they're transitioning from FBS. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a tight race at the top, but, but I think uh, Marshall has the ability to finish at the top there. All right, is this your first or second Sunbelt Media Days and your thoughts on it? This is my second, my first here, because I missed my flight. Well, I had my flight canceled last year um, and ended up doing everything over the phone. Uh, but, no, great to be down here. I think the Sunbelt does a good job of, of creating the access for the media. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's a really well-done conference. It's nice that they split it up between divisions, so you're not trying to talk to 14 <laughs> coaches and 28 players um, you know, in one day, um, but and always nice to reconnect with so many people that you uh, get to see throughout the year, but but maybe not all at the same time. So. Well, you've come to South twice. I got to get up to Huntington. You came to the uh, Sun Belt uh, Basketball Championship and now Sun Belt Media. So we need me to make a, a trip to Huntington. He is Luke Creasy from the Herald Dispatch covering the Marshall Thundering Herd. Thanks for hopping on a fired up Friday afternoon sports chat. Enjoy the weekend. I appreciate it, Dave. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll put a bow on our number two. We'll come back, put a bow on it. Then we got uh, the head coach of the JMU Dukes, Kurt Signetti, who joined us in uh, New Orleans. Bottom of the hour, we got Brendan Tobin from Tapped Out on Bet HQ, maybe QL. He'll talk UFC 291. Our guy does some Poirier fighting. All right, back after this on a part of Friday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 to go. Martini's 2023, Lafayette's absolute best martini competition and teeny tour to benefit Healing House, Hope for Grieving Children, is in full swing. This year, enjoy signature martinis at eight local restaurants through August 15th. Enjoy a different restaurant's martini for $2 with the purchase of an entree on their featured Teeny Tuesday menu. Participating restaurants include Bonton Grill, Bonefish Grill, Fizos, Mercy Kitchen, Chops Mid-City Smokehouse, Tsunami, Vestal, and Walk-Ons. Purchase a Martini's a la Maison package and receive two hand-painted martini glasses, a signed print by this year's glass artist Candace Greer, and access to exciting online silent auction items. Visit healing-house.org for more information. Join us this Tuesday at Walk-Ons to try their absolute, very out-of-this-world martini. Martini's 2023, presented by Town Square Media, Moss Motors, Bourbon Royalty Candle Company, Advanced Piping, Linear Controls, Leading Home Care, and Alone Funeral Home. Get in zone, AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to Total Wine. Hey, Ruthie, I need help filling the ultimate beach cooler. Well, we have the most hard seltzers and amazing canned cocktails anywhere and at the lowest prices in town. Always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, be 21. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. 
Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Dave Schultz back on a fired up Friday afternoon sports chat. Lyndon will be back on Monday, allegedly. Uh, we got uh, Kurt Signetti coming up here at 5 o'clock, about a 10-minute interview with the head coach of JMU. And then 5.30, Brendan Tobin will hop on, uh, actually from QAM down in Miami. But we will talk UFC as our guy Dustin Poirier is fighting in UFC 291. All right, on three. Actually, I think it was The Athletic. Let me see here. Audrey Snyder, Penn State football writer, for the athletic, talk to Talia uh, Tungvaloa. That's Tua's younger brother. Plays at Maryland. Talia claims that he received a one point five million dollar offer to transfer to an unnamed SEC program. <laughs> the accusations are flying around. Some people think it's Alabama. Some people think it's Auburn. Some people don't believe him. Does it matter? It is amazing on it. Florida. Some people think it's Florida. The, how much the betting lines matter, I'm not sure. Although a couple of years ago, when Bancaro was drafted first, they got that one right. The betting lines. But a couple of days ago, right, the transfer from Michigan State was the leading candidate to, I'm sorry, the, I'm sorry, Robbie, uh, Robbie Ashford was the leading candidate to start. And then like a day later, all of a sudden was it Peyton Thorne from Michigan State is now the, the leader in the clubhouse betting odds. So I'm not sure. I mean, again, we got Florida, Auburn, Alabama. There seems to be... Uh, a lot someone else goes it's either Florida or Alabama so it'll be really interesting if that ever 
comes out. It could be a whole lot of hype. I don't know. It's the player claiming it. It's not the reporter claiming it. It is the player claiming it. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if that comes to light, which one uh, it is. All right. Uh, Camp's getting ready to open up uh, next week. Looking forward to it. All right. Let's see if this is going to work. It looks like it's going to work. All right. I mean, Lyndon hooked me up. Although, again, the commercial breaks weren't here to begin with. So that was kind of odd. But they did come. All right. There you go. All right. Let's take a time out. We'll come back. Hour number two. Just over. I'm sorry. Hour number three. Just over an hour before the weekend, baby. Dave Schultz. No Lyndon Burton today. He'll be back on Monday. The Fired Up Friday Afternoon Sports Chat on 103.3 The Goat. Hey, just stop by to say hello, and my gosh, look how busy it is in here. How'd you get all these customers? Yeah, this month has been a record breaker. You know, for a long time, we had decent business coming in by word of mouth, but we weren't growing. Lately, though, a lot of folks have been finding us online, and that's made all the difference. That's terrific. I wish I could figure out how to do that with my shop, but I have no idea where to start. Just do what I did. It's not as hard as you think. Go to mylocalcustomers.com to see exactly how many searches there are for businesses just like yours. Okay, then what? Well, if you see there are a good number of clients searching in our area, you'll also get some suggestions for the best way to get their attention. Do you think there are a lot of people searching for my business? Only one way to find out. Go to mylocalcustomers.com. It's quick, easy, and free. Go to mylocalcustomers.com for a free local customer analysis that will show you how many customers are searching online for your type of business. It's quick, easy, and free. Visit mylocalcustomers.com. That's mylocalcustomers.com. You don't plan for a computer virus. You don't plan to lose files. You don't plan to knock your laptop off the counter. And you don't plan for your PC to crash or your screen to freeze. But Staples has a plan. A plan for unlimited virus protection. A plan for help when you need it 24-7. Staples Total Support Plans are your tech plans for the unplanned, starting as low as $199.99. And although you didn't plan for this, right now at Staples you can also get $250 off select computers. N729 in-store only. See associate for details. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying when they really can't speak. She says her gums have been bleeding. Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. You can try New Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore. Yep, New Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore is professionally designed to start healing gums from day one. Right. Healthy gums, healthy mouth. Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore. Smile. Crest has you covered. 
Texting enrolls you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofen. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ROCK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone-boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now, and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ROCK to 321321. That's ROCK to 321321. 1033 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277 TQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. If it wasn't for 